hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I've never been very good with dates. It's not been a good week for the retailer John Lewis either, whose tagline was for years, never knowingly undersold. But in the words of the great Ivor Cutler, never knowingly understood. In last week's second birthday episode, I suggested that it was our second birthday. It was actually our third. Why would not be the A Photographic Life podcast without some level of related confusion? So welcome to our fourth year. A letter from a listener. Hi Grant, I just listened to your latest podcast. Thank you. I did like your opening quote from Gary Winogrand on how to see as distinct from technique. I like your Dylan ones as well. I'm still learning how to see, to be honest. Like you, I am incensed by the manipulation of Khmer Rouge victims by Matt Loughry. It was therefore appropriate for you to have us listen to Benedict Redgrove. I like his point on honesty. I think that your podcast will have served the cause well. It was important, both from a news point of view, for your listeners to hear, but this travesty, and from a photographic manipulation ethic point of view, also. Take care, Grant. Well, sometimes we get some things right. If you were to give me a pound or a dollar for every time I was asked the next question, I'd be a very rich man. That question is the one I get asked the most. What's the difference between a professional photographer who gets paid and somebody who just takes photographs? Well, even that term professional photographer can make people's skin crawl and the heckles on their back come up. I know, I used it once at a seminar and a riot broke out. But that's another story. In fact, story uh, outlined in my first book, The Global Landscape. But anyway, let's get back to that idea of difference between somebody who takes photographs for fun, who enjoys it, and somebody who takes photographs as part of, let's use the phrase, professional practice. Well, for me, it's kind of one word. The difference is research. And I've just started a, a big project of work in which research is just so key. I cannot even take a photograph before I've started my research. I've started reading, meeting people, talking to people. This isn't academic research or research that exists only by reading books or sitting in libraries. Meeting people, talking, listening, exploring are all forms of research. Life itself is a process of research. Research is a process of learning, and through that learning, we can try to be better as people and as photographers. Research is the foundation for work that allows you to talk about your work with confidence and authority. It removes the I like it and replaces it with I understand why I made it. That's important when it comes to understanding why you're spending so much time effort and money in creating a body of work. A lot of people find the research part of the process the most interesting part of the process. It's where we find out those things we don't know about that perhaps initially was about our first instigation into the project. So that's really key. So don't think of research as being a school piece of homework 
Think of research as being something intrinsic to your photography. And then perhaps you'll understand a little bit about the idea or the difference between professional practice and somebody who takes photographs. A good while ago now, I received an email from somebody saying that the photographers I chose to uh, reach out to, to contribute to what does photography mean to you, were based on awards and they were all award winning and therefore that was the premise. I explained that that was absolutely not the premise. The reason for reaching out to people was because I was interested in their work or I was interested in them as people. And most often when those two things come together, the work is successful and it may win awards. It may get recognised and at other times it won't. But it will never be a guiding reason for me to choose who to reach out to and who you're going to hear from each week. This week is definitely a case of me finding out about somebody who I didn't know, being incredibly impressed by their story, but also their work. That person this week is Nolan Ryan Tro, who was born in Maryland in 1993 and raised in California. He describes himself as an American author whose work has focused on stories around disability. In 2015, Trowell received a BA in creative writing from California State University, Long Beach, but he suffered a spinal cord injury in 2016 and was diagnosed with incomplete paraplegia. In 2019, he received an MA in Experimental Humanities and Social Engagement from New York University, where he focused on human rights and photojournalism. Nolan is currently a Seven Photo Mentor Program Photographer and a Magnum Foundation Fellow in Photography and Social Justice. He has been awarded a first prize in the Getty Images Creative Bursary and his work has been published in the New York Times Lens Blog and the New York Times Exposures. Hello, my name is Nolan Ryan Trow. Um... And so I, I remember the first camera that I got and it was a little point and shoot camera that my mother got me for my 15th birthday. And, you know, I had been really asking for this DSLR camera for like a long time and just somehow I think I was always interested in film and video and uh, photography just from a young age. And, uh, you know, we didn't really have a lot growing up because I grew up with three sisters. So everything had to be, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you know, I guess what was one was everyone else's. So we didn't really have a lot of expensive stuff. But, you know, so finally my mother got me this point and shoot camera for my 15th birthday. And I was like kind of disappointed because I wanted this really nice camera, but it just, it didn't happen. But then I just slowly started to realize that it didn't really matter. And it was kind of cool that I had this little point and shoot camera because it fit in my pocket. It was really tiny. Um, and I would just take it everywhere with me. So, uh, yeah, I would take it, uh, 
to school with me. I would take it skateboarding. I would, it was just always in my pocket. It was, I was taking photos of my family, my friends, uh, sports, sunsets, nature, everything. Um, and it just, it just never left my backpack or my pocket. And so for a long time, that was my only camera. Um, and I used it really like a visual diary or a visual journal. And it was really useful for me from the time I was 15 till about the time I was 22. And coincidentally enough, that camera broke shortly before I ended up breaking my spine when I was 23 years old. Um, so yeah, after I got injured, I had a spinal cord injury, uh, from cliff diving. I broke my L1 vertebrae and after a year of really intense rehab, I ended up moving to New York city to pursue my master's degree. And through an elective course, I ended up taking a photojournalism course and it was the first like serious photography class I'd ever taken. Um, and, you know, using uh, my loan money, I finally had enough money to buy a really nice camera. And so that was, at this point, I was using photography. I was taking a photojournalism course and I was using photography to tell the stories of people in the disabled community, namely my friends who I met um, who lived mostly in Harlem. And so from the time I was 23 till the time I graduated at the age of 25, I started to use photography as a tool for social justice. Um, and now I'm in a place where I don't really know what I'm doing with photography. Like I just finished doing the self-portrait project. I'm really interested in portraits. I don't really know how to define what photography is because it's kind of this nebulous thing. And, you know, I guess like for me, photography is whatever I need it to be when I need it to be that. At one point it was a visual diary. Another point it was this tool for social justice. And now it's really this tool for me to explore myself with these self-portraits and what it's like to be me. Um, and I don't know what it's going to be um, three years from now or three months from now or even a decade from now. But, you know, what photography is, it's always changing. And I don't expect anything less than that. Thank you, Ryan, for your contribution this week. Themes are things that we constantly talk about on this podcast, recurring kind of situations that people find themselves in through photography and with photography. I spoke the other week when we I was talking about in the birthday episode there about the recurring theme of somebody giving you a camera as a child and that engagement with the medium starting at that point. Once again there, Ryan picking up on that fact and the fact that he didn't get the camera that he thought he, he wanted, but he got a, a slightly, perhaps some may consider lesser camera, actually then informed exactly the kind of work that he was going to create. 
So through serendipity of chance, the work and the relationship that uh, Ryan had with photography at that point was dictated. Moving on, that idea of photography constantly evolving and changing through our lives is another theme that regularly occurs when photographers talk about what photography means to them for us on the podcast. Somebody suggested to me a while back now, wouldn't it be interesting in 10 years' time to revisit the same photographers and ask them to reflect on their contributions? I think it would be very interesting to do, particularly when we're talking with and hearing from photographers such as Ryan, who really are in the centre of that evolution of photography. So I really recommend uh, you check out Ryan's work and kind of follow that evolution that he's on with the medium. Talking of checking things out, I don't know what's happened to me over the last uh, couple of weeks, but I've gone into a bit of a writing frenzy. So there are a number of new articles that uh, are up on the United Nations of Photography website that you might want to have a look at. One of them's about the idea of the studio and what constitutes a studio. Another one on the idea of photography and branding. And another one dealing with the idea of opinions and photography. But if you're somebody who's trying to get a little bit of kind of mental space by not spending all of their lives online and on social media, I've come up with an answer so that you can ensure that you don't miss out on any of those new articles and all of the things we're doing. It's a weekly newsletter that goes out every Wednesday, usually in the morning, and uh, On that newsletter, we'll give you the information that this podcast is now up and ready and waiting for you. Also links to recent articles that have been posted so you don't miss out on any of those. And also some archival material that you may not be aware is on the website, but you might find interesting. Also information about events and uh, different kinds of projects that uh, we're involved in that you might also like to get involved in. So how do you get involved with the newsletter? Pretty simple. Just visit www.getreview.co forward slash profile forward slash UN of photo and put your email address in and it'll come every week. If you don't want to receive it anymore, as always with these things, you can just click unsubscribe. I just mentioned there that we've got a few events coming up and I wanted to bring special attention to those um, to you now. Um, One of them is called We Are All Photographers Now. We just don't know what that means. And that is a lunchtime talk on Tuesday the 18th of May uh, between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock as part of the Oxford Brooks University's uh, Festival for the Creative Industries. I'll be leading the talk as I'm head of photography at Oxford Brooks and I set this thing up and uh, I'll be talking with Fiona Hayes, a very experienced uh, art director, Condé Nast creative director and now a freelance creative director and Gabby Gove who's uh, previously worked in commissioning photography and researching photography around for Orange, Vogue International and also Condé Nast. So 
If you go onto the Oxford Brooks website, and that's brooks.ac.uk, look for the、uh, Festival of the Creative Industries, and you can register to attend that. It's all free. Also, part of that festival on Thursday, the twentieth of May, in the evening between seven o'clock and nine o'clock, I will be、uh, showing. Uh, the film that I co-directed with Tim Pellet, "Do Not Bend: The Photographic Life of Bill J.," and I'll be、uh, running a Q and A Q&A session at the end of that. That's all part of the Oxford Brooks University Documentary Club. Again,、uh, all free, and you, all you need to do is to register for that. So, a couple of events there that you might like to get involved with. Apart from that, everything else seems to be getting slightly more positive in this country. I know that a lot of people listen to this podcast around the world, and I hope things are going okay for you. Photographically, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm just starting a major body of work,、um, which will be exhibited、uh, in approximately three to four years. It's the first major body of work I've actually undertaken since 2006. I'm not somebody who likes to rush into things, and as I said earlier, research and consideration for me are really important. But it's really exciting to start going out, creating images with the idea of an exhibition at the end of it. So I'm feeling kind of very positive about that, and I'm feeling positive about a lot of other stuff that are going on in photography at the moment. Let's hope that coming out of COVID, we learn、uh, the bad things that were going on pre pre COVID, and we start to address some of those. And start to、uh, hold some people to account. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you do, let me know. Please email me through the website unitednationsofphotography.com, and I always get back to everybody that emails me. It's always good to hear different opinions. It's always good to be open-minded. As I always say, we don't have to agree with each other, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with some rigorous debate. Anyway, that's the end of this week's episode. As I say, I hope you've enjoyed it. Do rate us if you can at wherever you're listening to this podcast. And、uh, over the next week, just take care. Thank、you